Hello everybody, welcome back to the Video Production Academy podcast. Now I'm delighted today to be joined by Nicolene all the way from South Africa. I suppose I should check that I said your name right there. You did, you did, you were spot on. (laughs) (laughs) It's one of the joys of doing the podcast with people around the world is some names you're very familiar with and then there's others you look at and go, oh, I'm not so sure on that one. But that that was quite straightforward. I'm pleased with that. Thank you. (laughs) <laughs> so, so having said that, what I would like you to do first is actually introduce yourself and what you do, please. Awesome. Thank you so much, Lee, for having me. Well, my name is Nicolene Alphabet, and I am from Cape Town in South Africa, and I am a business franchise mentor. So I help small business owners franchise their business across the country because that's what I did with one of my small businesses that I have today. And it's truly my passion. I've, I've been very blessed throughout my life to really have achieved all the things that I possibly could. And now I see it as almost like it's my mission in life is just to share everything that's inside my mind, which is quite a lot of information I've recently discovered because I can overwhelm people quite quickly. Because for me, I truly have come to believe that anything's really possible for anyone, depending on what it is that they want. And that's what I love so much about this entrepreneurial world is that we all want different things. It's not actually the same. And, you know, some people just want to live comfortably. Other people want to build empires. Other people, you know, want to move to different countries. And I think that's so beautiful because we can all do that you just need the right support and guidance to get there it's quite interesting because I recently found out that actually I think quite differently to most people and I think there's a difference between the way that the entrepreneurial brain works compared to somebody that I would maybe refer to as a business owner and I don't mean that in a derogatory way Mm -hmm. but actually I think that we're wired differently and our thoughts are different and the way we think about things are different and it was a real surprise to me that I was talking to somebody else and they totally didn't get where I was going with something because I automatically think outside of the box and they just couldn't see that and it was a real shock to me that people don't think like we do. Yeah, yeah, but I think you're either born that way or not, or it's about what you intrigues you in life about business, because I think entrepreneurs really they want more out of life and more out of their business and it's not really the money because when we we currently have seven different businesses and even after we started business number three I knew that it was not about the money it was more for me about the thrill about is it possibly going to work why wouldn't it work and if someone tells me they really think it's not going to work then it even intrigues me more to go and try it because I think that's what it's all about I think for a business owner they'll start something beautiful and that becomes their real baby and they nurture that so beautifully and for them to let that go and do something else is quite daunting but an entrepreneur is almost like no well that's the norm we have to do more and we have to try all these things so that we can help more people through that as well i'm amazed that you managed to have seven businesses and not have bags under your eyes that reach down to your knees because <laughs> i'm i'm just dealing with one did, you I, know? did I do a good job with the makeup there lee did i <laughs> did a great job I'm just thinking I have days where it's a struggle to cope with just the one and I've said it before if it wasn't for the fact that I'm self-employed there are days I would have fired me because I have days where you just think well that's stinking thinking off you go be gone and of course you can't do that because you own the business so to actually own seven businesses is just phenomenal 
Yeah, it's been it's been a journey, and I and I have to be honestly, it's only in moments like these when I get to be on a podcast or being interviewed. I was interviewed the other day for a magazine as well, and whenever I have to talk my story back and I have to share my journey, that's when I really go, okay, wow, you've you've been busy lately, <laughs> like you, you've done a few things, and I think that's what again falls into that entrepreneurial basket because I don't really look at it as this massively successful life. I have to actually slow down and and enjoy those moments more, which is my hubby's job like to really pause me every day but for me you know I've been truly blessed to just always see the bigger opportunities out there and that anything is truly possible so our very first business my husband and I started the day we got back from our honeymoon and we started in my mom's garage because we didn't have any money and we wanted to I was going to help him out Lee for six weeks in his business because I was good in sales and he wasn't, you know, a local guy and he didn't speak English really well. And yeah, it's been 14 years and I'm still working with him and I couldn't imagine my life any different. We're actually, you know, a lot of people refer to us as like a power couple, but we love working together. We love spending every day together. A lot of married people cannot do that. So I'm very proud to say that we can work and live together. But our first business started in a garage and I knew when we were there, it was one of the hottest cities in South Africa. We didn't have air conditioning. It was not pretty. And I knew when I was sitting there day in and day out that this would not be the norm for me. I would never want to be there again. Not that there's anything wrong starting there, but I knew that I wanted to grow. I wanted to be become more than that. And that's literally where we focused on what to do every day and just do it better the next day. And those were the daily when a whole week would go by and we would have no sales. And then in the next week, we might have two sales. And then, you know, three months down the line, you might have a sale every day. So it was a really, really slow start, but it was fun to do it with someone that shared the same dreams like me. And we just either wanted to work for ourselves and for someone else. And every year we did continue to grow. And the year after we started in the garage, we moved into our first actual shopfront store and we opened that up. And that was a big risk for us to take because we've never done that before. And in that year, we also hired our first employee. And that's when I really fell in love with being a boss because when I was able to see how I changed someone's life, becoming their provider, I got to know them. I got to see how they improved and all of their skills. I thought, oh my goodness, this is like a gift being able to have a business and employ people. You know, like I just, I, I never had such an honor to be able to be on that side of the giving end instead of just receiving. So that for me triggered the idea that if I can start a business, I will constantly employ people, which is a really good thing. And every year since we've just continued to grow, that business that we actually started in the garage is, is our biggest business still today. But through the 14 years, Lee, we saw that there were things that would come up. So one of the first second businesses that we started was actually an accounting firm because we struggled to find a good accountant to come and work for us. And generally, Mahavi and I is like that. If, so, if we can't find something, then we'll start it ourselves. And we ended up doing that where we started an accounting firm. We have a beautiful team that manages that today, but they also serve as other clients. And then we started a, a two years later in imports and exports business because we import and export every day and we got bad service. So we decided to start our own business. And that's what I help my clients do today is not always like to think of this brand new invention, but actually to think of what are you using every single day in your life? That is just a frustration for you. You know, you could be doing it better. And there's other people that can also, you know, use it through you. And you can start a small business on the side because that's how all of them started was just 
small sideline businesses. And today they're all six and seven figure monthly earners for us. And it's really because we saw a need and we just created it first of all for ourselves, which I think is important because if you only do things for the money, it doesn't always work out like we wanted it to maybe go. How did you journey into the role that you have now with helping other people then? So about five years ago, I got a bit tired of being in the man's world uh, with all the technology that we do and sell. And I said to my hubby, I want to do something completely new. So I opened a coffee shop and we even up, even at that point, Lee, we had four other businesses and sharing with people when we start something new would, would not be a surprise to them. Our family and friends always knew that we were, you know, always looking for something new to do, but going into the food and beverage world was really something new for us. I had no idea what I was getting myself into. So we actually didn't tell anybody that we were starting this business until the night before we did. And the only reason we did that is because I opened a Facebook page and that was now five years ago. So then you got this little warning sign that says, if 50 people don't like this page, you can maybe lose the name. And I was like, oh my goodness. <laughs> so we like WhatsApp and send a few messages to everybody we know. And then we started this coffee shop and we've franchised that business since then. And today we have 30 stores across the country. And that has allowed people to come to me and saying, how are you doing this? How do you make it look so easy? You still have all these other businesses because we started after that still a restaurant. I also have a salon and I make things look easy to people, but it's actually because I believe in building teams. I believe in hiring more people to make my life easier. I've got three beautiful children that I would rather spend every hour with than rather be at the office. And all seven of our businesses Lee, we've actually structured it so that they can run without us. And that was on purpose because if we want to move away or we want to go on holiday for two months, I don't want my business to suffer because I'm not there. And that's sometimes hard to do in your business because you usually want it to revolve around you. But for me, it was so much easier to pass it on to someone else, guide them and teach them and show them how to actually own that space of running a business by themselves as well. I think that's actually a, a quite a unique perspective. And I'm always of the opinion that you should be able to do yourself out of a job because with the IT business that I have now, we've been going six and a half years. And initially in that first couple of weeks, there was literally myself and my colleague who at the time was an apprentice. So he wasn't even a fully fledged technician. And we're, we're sat in the shop, we're painting the walls. We seem to spend a lot of time painting and it was like <laughs> just you and me kid. And it was really funny because I've worked with Brandon since he was 15 in another business and then went into this one. And it's say we didn't even have a technician at that stage. So we were doing the very basic things ourselves. But then you, as you start to develop the business and bring more money in, you can afford to employ somebody mm -hmm. and then you sort of move up a level. And the plan is to always do yourself out of that level of a job until you actually pop out of the top. But I think you're absolutely spot on right when you say about it being a privilege to employ people and that holistic view of being able to look after your staff is huge. But oh yeah, it, it, it excites me mind. so much. Like we are literally, and I'm, I can't even believe I'm saying it, but we're starting a new business soon, <laughs> but it's because it's birthed out of my coffee shop. So what we're doing is we're actually, instead of buying our coffee beans and roasting it from someone else, we're going to open our own roastery. But because that happens, it becomes a beautiful brand by itself. We'll be exporting our coffee. But instantly we sat down yesterday and we we're building out this plan and I'm like, okay, so who are the three people that's going to run this for me? Who's going to be in charge? Who's going to be this? Who's going to be that? And I'm just going 
going to be there to kind of motivate them along the way because I know it will work it, because together we'll make it work. But it's also like automatically I don't put myself in the center of it because I can't. I don't have time for it, but I know that there's a need for the product. And that's what excites me. And I can already see how now I'm privileged to say I can take some of my staff that's been with us quite long and actually up level them more into this new business. And then also a new staff will just you know kind of replace them in the back end as well, which is very exciting. So there's number eight getting ready to go. <laughs> yes, which is quite exciting. And I love coffee. So and coffee smells good. You know, Leah's like a bakery. You know, when you walk past the bakery, it just smells good. My coffee shops all smell good and coffee smells good. So it makes people happy. That's why everybody at the office is always happy. <laughs> Absolutely. And yeah, we always say about being caffeine powered and it's a, a standard joke. But you're right. Coffee smells amazing. Even if you don't yeah. like coffee, coffee smells amazing. Yes. <laughs> When did you first start to use video? Ooh, um, when I started putting my face to my brand's name, which was only about two and a half years ago. It was just before lockdown. I started going into coaching a little bit more. I've got so many people that I used to coach offline, but I thought, oh, I could reach so many more people just here in South Africa. And I wasn't even thinking international. And I thought because of my personality, I know I need to do this on video. I can speak to you greatly over the phone, but I wanted to reach more people. So I thought, okay, let me do a video of myself and then just post it on social media. And I used to post it on Facebook because for me to go live was quite a daunting experience, but I used to record myself. And luckily I don't seem to care much what people think. So <laughs> I would not even worry about rewatching the video or correcting any mistakes. I really believe that if people would want to learn anything from me, even if it's just free conversation, they need to see me the way I am. It needs to be the real me as if you're sitting in my house having coffee. So today, that is literally what my lives and my video streaming is all about. It's just me talking to you. Sometimes I would be in a very high level of energy when something amazing happened. And other days, I'm really just being a mom talking about how hard it is to run different businesses while your kids are sick or, you know, struggles with marriage or anything like that that rings into the business as well, because I do believe that's what really connects people. What's funny, Lee, is that for me to open up a store on, you know, on physical ground land and to attract thousands of people and make millions is very easy. For me to come online and convince people that, you know, this is such an easy thing, I've noticed is much harder. So video has helped me to build that connection with people so much easier. And I encourage everybody to use video as, as often as possible because it breaks that barrier of trust issues that people can have. Because like I said, they see who you are, they can hear you, they can tell if you're like, you know, trying to trick them into something. If you're not being honest, I don't want to swear while we're here. So I'm trying to pick kind words, but like people can see straight through you. And I really believe that you know, if, if your energy is up or even when it's down, people see that. And that's a good thing in video where the same would happen in audio. I love doing the, the audio versions as well, but it's just, there's something about me staring at someone else. And I've noticed that's what I do when I watch video is I pick people that there's something about them that, you know, I like it's either their energy or it's their voice, which means I don't actually have to look at them, but I would listen to them or it's the way they would do their presentation, the setup in their office or in a stage, whatever they do, it's kind of fancy. And some people get really smart with video, like they'll have pop-up things that happen and I'm not there yet, <laughs> but those things are also, it's, it's like encouraging me because I get attracted to that. And that's why I like that everybody can do it differently and whatever works for them will attract that type of audience for them. 
My next question was going to be, is it something you enjoy? But it clearly is. I love it. It's so nice. But I have to mention, Lee, the first time I went live, and I think this is what the, there's a misconception about video and going live for people, because if you are not confident, you think you're not confident. I think I have to say that because usually when people try it, it always becomes easier. But if you think you're not confident to go live, then yes, try at least recording yourself and then just posting it, but don't rewatch it. Don't try to be perfect. It's not about being perfect. In fact, the less perfect you are, the quicker you actually connect with people. But my first live, I remember Lee, and I, I'm a very confident person. I can stand on stage, talk to people I've done that many times but for me to press that little red button on my phone oh my word my entire body went like cold I could barely speak my voice was so dry and I was thinking to myself what the hell is going on with you like it's just a phone you know like nothing's gonna happen and I went live into this little private group of someone that I knew and I did this whole little speech for five minutes and as I'm saying goodbye and I'm trying to press the stop button, I noticed that I didn't even press the go live button yet, which means I wasn't even live. And then I thought to myself, you see, you went through all of that stress and <laughs> nothing bad even happened. So I just did the live immediately after that. And I've loved doing it ever since. I think that's a, it's a great story. And it's so true. We have to get out of our own way with things. I mean, for me, it took, oh gosh, 20, 28 years to actually get in front of the camera because my background is very much behind the camera. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm a good camera op, I'm a good VT editor, I'm an audio editor. And, and that's been my background is doing the, the behind the scenes things. And then because I'm running a business, I basically learn what I need to do. So I do a lot of strategy and marketing because I haven't got anybody else to do it, so I do it first. And then I found because I'm in a male oriented industry because I run an IT business, and it's female led, I had this responsibility to start being on camera. Mm -hmm. And it was like, oh, I don't like that because I'm such a complete introvert. This is my idea of nope. But having got over that initial hurdle and just carried on until I got to the stage where actually I didn't care anymore. Now yeah. I'm completely relaxed and at home here. Now you're saying about going on stage and speaking to a whole group of people, me even being in that room would be difficult. But see, Lee, it's, it's, it's great that you're saying that because I'm an introvert. So it's very funny. I can go on stage and be very confident and talk about a topic that I love and that I'm passionate about because I know my message will help someone. But if I get off that stage, I'll probably be the one sitting in the corner having a cup of coffee and being on my phone, like just to kind of hide because I'm not someone that wants to mingle with everybody. If someone wants to talk to me, great. I can have a, you know, an awesome conversation with you. But I, I, I've changed because in my 20s, when you do those disc and analysis kind of tests, I used to be the one that's very out there, the party girl, everybody all about, you know, excitement. And now it's 10 years. Oh, it's been a lot more. Sorry. It's been 20 years later. <laughs> no, it's been completely the opposite where I think it's also got to do with, I don't need to be the center of attention. I don't have to be dancing on the table or, you know, getting all the, 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 the applause. I, now it's more about doing what I want to do, having fun while I'm doing it. And then I can move to the side and someone else can take the spotlight. And I'm really, really happy with that. But that's a shift that I think just it's what you go through as you become older as a female as well. Yes, I would definitely agree with that, that being on the other side of 40 makes a huge difference yeah. because I think you do start to care less. I know for me, I felt a lot more comfortable in my own skin and, and felt a lot more comfortable with who I was. And I find it really interesting that you sort of go from the, the party girl to sort of a lot more settled with things. I think the realization that you have a message 
that you need to get out there is the biggie. Mm -hmm. And I remember somebody saying when they were having a bit of a panic attack before going on stage, somebody kind of gave them a verbal slap across the face and said, you are going to do them a disservice because they need your message it's up to you to go and deliver that stop being so selfish and get out there and it's just a really interesting way of looking at it because I know if it was me I'd be thinking I'm going to die in a minute I'm sure my heart will stop beating or I'll stop breathing or I'll throw up you know something's going to happen I'm not going to survive and of course we always do and generally when I've done things where I've spoken in front of people they've gone oh that was great and I'm like seriously Really? Yeah, because the whole time through the speech, you're thinking like, don't pass out, don't mix up your words, don't you just focus on one person. Like, yeah, it's very funny. That's it. And then afterwards, they go, that was great. Okay, I'm going to don't have to do this again. I'm leaving now. Bye bye. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Even like networking sessions. I've got a friend who runs big networking sessions, and he is great because he's an introvert too. But he's like, he can flick a switch and just be yeah. life and soul. And mm-hmm. I've not found that switch yet. Well, let's hope you do, Lee. Let's hope you do. I think lockdown has actually been a, a, a real blessing for us introverts because yes, actually we've a lot better than people who need that interaction and that mm-hmm. connection with other people because actually I'm quite comfortable in my own space and don't, I'm all right if I don't see anybody. <laughs> Yeah, no, that's true. And it's and it's something that I think if you're aware that you kind of would hide in the corner when you know actually you shouldn't because you should be connecting with people or just reaching out, I think it's something where you need to put yourself more in those situations. And I've noticed that I'm exactly the same. I'm going to a networking event next week and I'm already thinking like, what will I take with like a book to read during lunch break? Because I don't want to mingle, even though that's why I'm going. But I noticed that if I take one of my assistants with, or if I take a, a business friend of mine with, then it just makes it much more relaxed for me. So if that's someone that's listening now that if they like well how can I do this definitely take a friend with because it just breaks the ice a little bit and it allows you not to feel alone but I would dare you then to still go up to at least one person at the event and just get a connection so that you can prove to yourself that I've done this and next time I'll make two connections and then after that three it doesn't have to always be that everybody that leaves the room needs to have your business card it was interesting because I was at a networking event a few years back and it was down in Edinburgh. So we had to travel for it. It was a couple of hundred miles from where we stay. And I took my husband with, he's an extrovert. He will go up and talk to anybody. But the thing was, this event was about female led businesses getting finance. Okay. So there was 250 women in a room and three guys. Grant was one of them and two others were speakers. So bless him. He came down to Edinburgh and he came into this room with all these women and he was brilliant because he went and talked to people I kind of just followed him round because he (laughs) did the introductions and then I could speak but I couldn't do that first bit so I think everybody needs a grant oh yeah you should rent him out (laughs) (laughs) making you income from it Lee I'm sure you can make that work (laughs) (laughs) I like that you've heard it here first rent a grant business number nine so going back going back to video how would you say that using video has impacted your business I think it's allowed people to build their trust with me much quicker 
And it's either that they like me or they don't like me, which is perfect for me because the type of coaching that I do is for people who really want to expand their businesses. I mean, I can help you start a business from scratch, from the idea all the way up to, you know, a million dollar business. But my clients are people that are in the six figures a month and they really want to go to seven figures a month. It's people that are fast paced, they're, they're quick decision makers, and they're just there to expand their business really and build an empire. So my video allows you to either like me or not like me. You trust what I say. You can hear the things that I need to say. And being today on all the different platforms where you could add video in is just so much easier for me than to try and put my energy and my message into a long article or a blog or even a post on Facebook. It makes it really hard. So even when we do, it's like small snippets. And even when I post it, I feel like it's not really saying the thing I need to say, but at least it's out there. So I use video in stories. I use it in TikTok and reels. I do my coaching sessions is recorded on Zoom. Even my programs that I sell is all in video as well. I do lives randomly in my groups. Uh, I, yeah, I absolutely love video. And I also have a YouTube channel. So that's where I put all of my free content there as well. Because like I said, at least you get to hear my voice. If you feel like this is something that you enjoy learning more about, then that you can get more of that. If you don't, then, you know, at least I'm not, I'm not offended. I think that's reasonable enough, really. Yes. <laughs> like, like me or not, that's your choice. Yeah. Excellent. So what tips would you give to somebody who's just starting their video creation journey? Not to compare yourself to anyone. Because I think that's, it makes it hard when you see so many people doing so many amazing things. I think you should use some of it for inspiration to say like this time next year, I would like to have my videos look like that, or I'd like to go live as often as this person or something like that. But just to start, just do it your way and really do it. Like even if you stutter, even if you have to do it always in your kitchen and there's kids in the background, you know, like even with podcast recordings like these, I remember in the past when they came out, like people wanted to be so perfect. It was always quiet in the background. Now I listen to like really big people and they've got dogs barking in the back. Kids are coming into the room because that's how life is. We are working from home many, many times. And this is real. Like, I think the more real you can make your video, the best it will be for you and not to try. And also when it comes to the editing, especially in the beginning, when you don't have help and you don't know how to edit it, don't even worry about it. Just put it out there so people can get to see you. And I can guarantee you, and I, and I remember, I also used to hear this like years ago, like, yeah, you'll look back and you think, oh, you know, I should have done better. But now I look back and go, at least I started because I am that type of person. I would want to edit everything. I would want everyone want to change it. And if I did allow myself to be like that, I never would have started. So just don't compare yourself to anybody else. Use it rather just for some inspiration. That's amazing. Thank you. So how can people connect with you? So I'm Nicolene Algedat coaching on Facebook and Instagram. On LinkedIn, I like to hang out there as just Nicolene Algedat. But yeah, that's pretty much me on Facebook. Uh, on TikTok, I'm also Nicolene Algedat. And um, yeah, on Pinterest, the same and YouTube. <laughs> it's just my name and my last name just to keep it easy. And all my content is pretty much just how to help you make seven figures. It's something that I'm very passionate about. And I'm open to always guiding people also to other coaches that I know that is more fit specifically for their industry and niche as well. So if you have any questions or just want to hang out, I'm always available. That's wonderful. Thank you so much for your time today. I really appreciate it. And it's been such fun to have a conversation. Thank you, Lee. Have an awesome day. Thank you for listening to the Video Production Academy podcast or watching it if you're viewing us on YouTube. I'm Lee Midlane and I've been your host for this episode. 
If you'd like more information, resources or free downloads, head over to the Video Production Academy at www.videoproductionacademy.co.uk. Reach out if you have any questions, queries or comments and subscribe to hear more inspiring conversations with business owners just like you who've built their business using video. Until next week, shoot for the moon.